Hello and welcome to And We Got Older, a video game podcast because we wanted to. I'm Kobe McGraw. I'm Andrew Evans. It's Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. And in this episode, we go over the games we've been playing, such as Stardew Valley, World of Horror, The Coin Game, Knighthood, and Kentucky Route Zero. We then conclude the episode with a discussion on our purchasing habits when buying a game. Let's rock. How's it going, Kobe? Well, it's it's going, yeah. It's good to be back. It's been a while. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, you. Uh, I'm glad you're, to see that you're better now. I had the flu. Yes. And we missed an extra week on top of the... Actually, we missed two weeks. We missed three weeks. Three weeks. Hold oh on. Oh, my yeah, God. It's been three weeks since we recorded last time. Okay. Feels like forever. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was a sick, sad time. I didn't even, <laughs> like, for the most of it, I didn't even want to play video games. Yeah. That sick? I was that sick. Dang. Yeah. I just, like, would curl up in a couple blankets and go from the couch to my bed, just back and forth for a while. It was awful. That's the worst. I watched a lot of TV, though, and yeah. uh, movies. I watched uh, all of the new season of American Horror Story, 1984. How was that? It was not great. <laughs> I didn't love it. But uh, I think it's, I think they's, in an interview I read with Ryan Murphy, he said it was the like most well-reviewed season of all. Interesting. Uh, so, I don't know. People loved it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about American Horror Story. I, I just like. It, I don't know. It's just like it, it's so easy to watch. You just keep going. Right. And I don't even know if I'm ever really enjoying it. I'm just like just interested enough to just keep going. I think I've only finished the first season of American Horror Story. I feel like that's the only that one. That was a good season. But I feel like I always end up watching just half of it because at that point I feel like all seasons just go a little bit too far they into itself. Cra- like it's yeah. for, and then negatively. Totally. Um, so yeah, I just lose interest yeah. during that part. I don't blame you. But yeah. But this is not a American Horror Story podcast. This no, is a video not. game podcast. Yay. Um, but I've seen you uh, been playing more of the coin game. Yeah, I've, been, I've put a little bit more time into it. Um, I kind of explored the land a little bit more and I found my house, and uh, I guess I have a pet goose or a pet swan. It's like a like an award winning swan. Watching TV, right? Yeah, yeah, this swan is really strange. It's just like it'll get up and like turn the TV on and sit on the couch and just stare at the blank screen for a really long time, and then it'll get off the couch, turn the TV off, yeah. and like go back to bed. It has like its own little tiny room with its own little dog bed, and uh, it just kind of like slumps over and falls asleep like a person, and you can hear it snore. <laughs> it's really i don't i don't this game is really creepy it's got such such a creepy attention to detail there's also no humans at all except for you everything else that you see is a robot besides the swan right unless it's, it's also a robot unless it's also a robot but um yeah i found like a another arcade that had a like an indoor go-kart track in it that was pretty fun yeah. i hope this game gets co-op I would love to play it with you. Oh, dude, it would be so much fun yeah. to play together. It's just got it's it's weird. It's got a really weird feel to it. Jazz punk meets Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know Bizarro mm-hmm. Land. It's kind of scary. Does it does it does it seem like it have like a 
an end point to what you're playing? I, or? I don't I don't know. Oh, is this I still, don't think so. still like early access? It's still early okay. access, yeah. And the survival mode still isn't out yet. I think I'm gonna start playing a lot more when that comes out because it'll like force me to take it seriously and like pay attention to how much money I'm using instead of just uh having infinite money. Yeah. And uh in the survival mode you're gonna have to like eat and sleep and like be home by like a curfew more and stuff, stuff to like worry that. about and more challenging yeah give yeah. it just more you know more thinking instead right. of just me zoning out dumping coins into the coin pusher game but um yeah it's pretty fun mm-hmm. I, I that's when i don't want to like do anything but i want to do something that's what i've been doing just hop on and do just some zone little, out some little games here yeah. and there yeah gotcha it's satisfying um, I also spent a lot of time curled up on the couch playing this new iOS game called Knighthood. And it's uh, it's developed by Midoki, but it's published by King. So it's the people who made um, Candy Crush. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything they put out is just the level of polish is ridiculous. Like there's a reason so many people play it looks very Candy polished. Crush. It's yeah. r- ridiculously polished. But it's it's not really a super unique game or very special. It's just... It's it's like a one of those where you're just going from, it's like a gotcha style game. You're going from one screen to another, fighting like sets of mobs until you get to like a boss thing at the end, and you do that over and over and over and just get new equipment. And um, there's like a PvP thing where it's just like AI controlled other players stuff and, that you fight against. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what it is about this game. It's very like plain and normal and just like kind of like one of those types of games but i i really enjoyed it while i was sick it was just like the only thing i could tolerate like looking at and like make it was satisfying to progress in enough to where um i felt like i was doing something (laughs) you know what i mean um i probably yeah i'm not gonna like go ham on it or anything or spend money on it but it, it got me through my my fever mm-hmm. and it's it's free on the store it's free okay. yeah so if you're if you're in the mood for a kind of a i don't know beat em up turn-based beat em up rpg type thing it's pretty fun i see you finally got into stardew valley yes finally and i it feels like i can't get out now yeah that's how that game is I, yeah i did i didn't realize that i would be this into it Dude, it is like, oh, it just really... Yeah, so um, my friend and I, we were looking around in the the Switch store, and I'm playing on Switch, mm-hmm. and we, we just like, sure, let's just try this out, because I have the, like, the multiplayer stuff and that we can co-op together. Co-op and, yeah, I haven't yeah. done much of that. Yeah, and I that's basically what I've been playing, or how I've been playing Stardew Valley, is co-op with a friend. And we've just soaked so much time into this game, and both both of us haven't really played any other games like this as well. Wow! So it's like our both first entrance into something something like this. Yeah, this is that's a good one. This is a good first one. It's like the best of this type of game, I think. Right, and it yeah, I just get lost into just I really want to make some the really the really nice farms. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? How, and, and how are you guys people? approaching it? Like, what's your? What's like a normal day look like? Normal day. So, like, wake up and 
water all the all the the crops and everything and pick up everything and go sell and do you check the tv before you leave the house yes now i do yeah and get the recipes and stuff um that's pretty important yeah i didn't like i've had to make any um iron or copper bars and let that go in are you fo- you're not following any sort of like guide or anything are you no no we're just that's going good. just going in and seeing yeah we were like really lost at the beginning and we didn't know it was like a a curfew and we just like got exhausted and had a fell out yeah fell out basically at 2 a.m um but yeah it's just really i spent so much time min maxing that game where i'm like sprinting back to my house like trying to get in bed before one o'clock yeah like we'd be at like the mines or something and like oh oh oh, shit it's 12 it's like 1 (laughs) a.m but we eventually unlocked the the mine cart like fast travel type stuff and that was a ton of help but I, I really enjoy fishing in the game. Yeah, yeah, fishing's fun. That seems like a thing that um is kind of like hit or miss for m- most people. I, I've had friends that are just like, I can't fucking do the fishing. It's too hard. But uh, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. It's appropriately challenging when you have. Uh, have you caught any legendary fish yet? Yes, I think I have. Maybe they're really hard. I think there's only one you can catch in the first first spring or i I really i don't Mm -hmm. remember it's been so long since i've played it every time i played stardew valley i ended up restarting because i felt like once i got to like fall i was like you just you're so much smarter and you know how to do things so much more efficiently that you're like well i'm just gonna start it over and yeah do it right this time yeah since since i've played with my friend i've this past week and I just uh, started a new game solo and I'm just like on a roll, like at the very beginning instead of like stumbling around now. Oh yeah. You got a plan. You like know exactly yeah, what you're going to do before yeah. you do it. Yeah, definitely. And like I already know like certain members in the, the town, what they like and what they don't like and and everything. <laughs> That's good. But yeah. yeah. And, and the, the town itself, it's a, it has a cool vibe. It's a nice I don't know. It's just a, what a, a nice, great place to live. Yeah, nice, what a pleasant great life. place. It's nice to just get lost in that for a bit, totally, or for a while. I've been it's been a lot, a lot of time just within this past three weeks in Stardew Valley. That's awesome. That makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get back into simply because I know so much about it that like I can't just relax and just enjoy it. Like I have to like. You're trying really to win somehow. Max- yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to like maximize my efficiency all the time, and it kind of takes away from the experience. I think. Yeah, but that's my own fault mm-hmm. for playing games like that. So is this is this kind of what like Animal Crossing is? No, no. What, what's like? I was what, wondering about that. What is Animal Crossing yeah. like? I mean, I guess you could say it's similar in that it's like a uh, like a city sort of simulation type thing. But Animal Crossing is has historically been in sync with real time instead of running on its own clock. Okay. So like to kind of cheat Animal Crossing, people would adjust their clocks on their consoles. Mm. You know, you know, like if you wanted to catch beetles between one and three AM, you just set your clock to one to three AM and go do that. But um, you know, Stardew Valley runs on its own in game clock. Right. And then also Animal Crossing, I think, is less about 
you're not really so much trying to like do anything you're just kind of like existing and decorating and like it's it's much more chill than stardew valley is you're not like having to be responsible for stuff Mm -hmm. not really at least yeah and from from what i i've read it's just like stardew valley takes a lot of inspiration from harvest moon Mm -hmm. right have you played any of that yeah i played um almost all of the harvest moon games i think in one way or another i played a lot of i think my first experience with harvest moon was harvest moon 64 um on the nintendo 64 right and i really really loved that game and so ever ever since then i've just been trying to play every one of those and this has been the best of those for sure since um i think harvest moon a wonderful life was probably my other favorite nice so yeah um so when i wasn't playing stardew valley and later on we'll talk about what kentucky zero i also finished up a playthrough of world of horror which i played before our last recording and i haven't played too much of it any much more of it but it's uh pretty much the same feelings i have from last time except the i have found that the music can sometimes get a little bit repetitive Mm-hmm. During it kind of just goes on, the repeats to like sixteen bit music. Whoa. Yeah, it's okay. like something like chip tuney. Oh, okay, um, it's good, but sometimes it's just um, not a lot of variation. Sometimes when you're in a certain part of the village, mm-hmm. um, just kind of goes on a loop. Um, but yeah, I, I I I guess I think I I've only played one playthrough. And I died or didn't really complete it, so I'm gonna play it again soon and see if I can get through it. Cause you, and within a playthrough, it's about five stories you go through, and you have to figure out or solve, hmm. and you all have different en- endings in a game. And it's like a roguelike. So, yeah, so it's meant to be played multiple times. Multiple times. Hmm. Um, as far as I can tell, and uh, yeah, it's it's a fun game. Yeah, it's at, like it the atmosphere cool. most most of it. Like the mostly, I like I like the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, and that's on Game Pass, right? Yes, yeah. But I'm playing it on through Steam. Through I got Steam. through Steam. Yeah, but it, it is on Game Pass PC. What a Preview. value! Yes, I've also been playing a little bit of Marvel Spider Man. It's 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 not your first time playing it though, right? No. Is that birds? Yeah, it's really Holy loud. Birds. Fuck, those birds are loud. <laughs> Good lord, dude. I guess we usually don't record this early. Yeah. Uh, this is not my first time playing Spider-Man, but it is my. F- this is the furthest I've ever gotten. I've never completed the game. Okay. But I think that these types of games, these open-world like uh, action adventure kind of collecting games, I, th- they might be like my guilty pleasure. Like. It's so relaxing to play a game like this. Like mm-hmm. I th- I'm playing on the hardest difficulty too. And I feel like everything is like just challenging enough to where it's interesting. And then also I just love like the brain, the mindlessness of like swinging around, like getting the backpacks, taking pictures of the places. Yeah. Uh, it's just fun to like fill these like meters. It's a fun game. And like complete I love to see like a percentage go up. Right. 
and this game has like so much of that to do but um yeah what a great game looks mm-hmm. amazing runs amazing yeah runs really smooth it's crazy how great the game runs for how good it looks and how like busy the city feels mm-hmm. it definitely it's such a good depiction of new york city um i like new york city in video games that's like a fun yeah, place yeah. to explore definitely how much uh of the story you've gotten i into? just i ju- um the the shock shocky guy just robbed shocky the, guy what what's his name oh not been, not electro not uh oh shocker sure I, yeah I think, yeah i think that's think so sure oh my god people are gonna fucking yeah they're gonna write in angry fucking you fucking nerds don't know anything about comic books (laughs) um but yeah so i just did that boss fight and beat him and that was pretty fun and uh i've been doing a lot of uh i think i'm like 30 percent through the campaign if i remembered correctly but um yeah the the demons the demon mask people they're like robbing right. all of these like uh fisk places mm-hmm. and uh that's that's what i'm doing gotcha have you played any of the mj um i think missions? i did one mj mission okay. but uh yeah this game it does a really good job of like mixing up what you're doing mm-hmm. to where you don't get like yeah i feel like most of it has a good pacing yeah and i never really wise. felt like god damn it like i have to fight another group of fucking guys you yeah. know like I don't know. I felt like it was everything spaced out pretty well. Yeah. Later on, I kind of got that feeling, but overall, I think it's it's pretty well paced. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun game. Production values are ridiculous. Music's great. I wonder how much of this is going to be in the background because these birds are going ham, and it's not like I can close the door on the birds. It's just go. They'll be part of go outside. Yeah. (laughs) Like what? What is going on out here? Um. I'm sorry. All right, let's get back to it. So for both of us, we've been playing Kentucky Route Zero. Finally got to it. Finally got to yes. it. I'm all these years later, and I, I, I'm loving it as much as I thought I would. I think this is and, my most screenshotted game. Yeah, I am constantly taking screenshots. It's a beautiful looking game. All this, just nice minimal geometric art and it constantly finds ways to surprise me too with its like perspectives and um like that one in between uh the entertainment where it's all in first person yes that was so cool it's just this game is just constantly surprising me like like you said with the the way it looks but also like the design of its narrative and how it's telling its story or it's it's feeling or atmosphere. It's um, one that stands out to me the most is the museum of dwellings. I think it's act two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was just when I was going through all the texts, or just like, Oh, this is so good. This Dude. was like, I was eating it up. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And seeing that big bird fly by. Yes. Um, yeah. It, Julian. It like, I think it so perfectly blends together. Like, real life stuff with like weird mysticism that like you don't really think anything of it i don't know i i haven't felt like anything in this game has been out of place it's all like fit perfectly Mm -hmm. and um yeah it feels strangely out of place and in place at the same time right 
It's and that's crazy because there's that line. There's a line in Act Three where to, you know you're trying to get back to the zero, and it talks about how you have to turn your radio on and find something familiar yet strange. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when it cuts out, you turn around and you're there. So for for context, how far have you played? I have played. I am almost all the way done with Act Three. I think okay. I'm right at the very end of Act Three. Okay, so I'm at the. For me, I'm at Act Four, but I haven't played any of it yet. But so we're pretty close. Yeah, we're pretty close. Pretty close. It's. Uh, I love this game. Like it's. Like I was talking to you before we recorded, and it just feels like, like the best way I can describe it is like design poetry. Totally. And, um, I think you mentioned like it's almost like, like Mad Libs, but where you're just filling in blanks of what it's telling you. Like you have that option, but it's like you're not necessarily like choosing a different pathway to go. Th- to or anything it's just how much you want to experience of this yeah yeah this exactly it, yeah like it's, it's not like anything will specifically happen because you picked something else you're just kind of giving it your own flavor yeah in a way that is unique to you and not detrimental in any way like you, you don't you're not going to pick something and just like screw yourself over mm-hmm. or anything um I know there was a lot of that in the Museum of Dwellings as well. Whenever, like, you walked into the house and he's talking about how, like, the the place seemed very familiar or whatever. And you're going through all those choices of, like, well, what did, you know, when when it's doing the questioning, the right. security people are questioning, like, well, what did he do in the house? And you just pick whatever you want, you know, like, yeah. you're making up. It's this nice, like, close to being, like, second person narrative rather than, you know, where you're not. And it reminded yeah. me of... um have you played that game home? It's like a side scrolling 2d, um, exploration kind of game. No, I don't think so. This is the same. It's similar to that where like that game, you're just, you are deciding what you are seeing and doing Mm -hmm. instead of there being an actual thing that you're seeing and doing, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I love, yeah, I just, I love that feeling. It gives me experience in that. I wish I there was more of that. Like it's, it feels right now. It feels like it's a special like novelty right now that I'm experiencing. It's one more of it. Same. Yeah. I know. I, I said it felt like it could be a Smogo game. Like it yeah. has like this like magic quality to it. Did you get that pamphlet for the? It's like the book of tourism. Um, yeah. Did you call the number on the back of I it? I almost did, but I forgot to. You should. You should. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And all the interludes, it's they're they're good good by himself too. I know. I love the interludes. Um, the second one, I want to say, with the the play that you're the first person, basically, and you're like in it. Yes. And going around, looking around. Yeah, it's set at the bar. Yeah. The lower depths or whatever. Yes. Uh, it's great, and you're like, ah, uh, just you're. The way you're you're like experiencing and reading everything, not just experiencing the play, but also like everything about the notes from the pre-product, like the pre-production crew or the reviewers, the critics and stuff. It's I, I, it's so it's a a nice evolution of like epistolary storytelling and then just yeah, soaking it up definitely. And the music when character like june bug and I've johnny and johnny yeah and they come in on like the motorcycle and like 
like the stuff playing on the radio it's just dude when they drove by so the first yeah. time i was like oh my god this is like i don't know like this game does everything that i want it to do yes it just constantly is like outdoing what i could even think that mm-hmm. it was going to do next you know right um, and then when it led into the yeah, the, yeah this is so good this is a kentucky phone number I wonder if any of this has anything to do, like, if, if it has any actual, like, gameplay value. Like, if you ever have to call this number to listen. I don't know. But I can't remember. Have you played the interlude that you call stuff? Interlude where you call stuff? Yeah. I don't think so. Is that maybe after, it's after three? Okay. Then. Yeah, this has, this has like a whole working menu and everything. Like you can navigate through all this stuff. Yeah, I I just love when games have uh, stuff that exists stuff. outside of itself, like at the game itself. Yeah, yeah. Big it's, fan. Mm-hmm. Makes it more real. Um, yeah. Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. I'm excited to play it and finish it. And... Me too. And then maybe one, maybe what we should do is have like a, like a spoiler cast where we just, yeah. it, this is Kentucky Route Zero. All we're going to do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have that. taken like pages and pages and pages of notes. Um, I already want to replay it and, and me too there's like, so many things i want to see like the other side of mm-hmm. and i'm also having this this like in the back of my mind just trying to remember that this game was made over almost a decade right in its time span and like how that is playing with the narrative at, at and when it was made and when those acts were released just as interesting thing to think about when i you don't really think about that when you're playing a game yeah, it like spans so much history, and so many things have changed and happened in mm-hmm. um, you know this amount of time. Yeah, great game, great game. Well, what do you say we take a break and we'll come back on the other side and uh, talk about some news in our discussion? Sounds good to me. Our soundtrack pick for the break today is "Anna" by Jonathan Eng and Daniel Olson for the game Device Six. Thank you. I'll be back. Oh, 
We're back. Yes. I didn't realize we were back. We're here. Hope you enjoyed the break and the music. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Device six, just one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some news. Not a whole lot again, but we have some. Uh, we have something. We have something. Yes. So there's Fuser. Uh, I, I decided to put this in the this, uh, the news because we were talking about rhythm games and everything and rock band stuff. Mm-hmm. And this game can't uh, announced about this game called Fuser from the rock band and Dance Central developers. It's coming out. Uh, I don't yeah, know what I, I just watched the trailer before we recorded, and I don't really understand. Yeah, I don't what either. is happening or what it even is. Like I watch a gameplay and the trailer. It's I guess you're just changing tracks. Is it a game? Is it going to be a rhythm game? Because it it, it it almost makes it seem like it's just going to be like a weird thing that you could mix, mix music yeah. with. Um, that's strange. But I don't know. I mean, it only showed like game looking stuff for like mm-hmm. six seconds, and then it was over. Yeah. I was kind of expecting to see like a track or something with like yeah the time stuff it, going up yeah. yeah 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 I don't really know how like because you're like flipping different stems from different songs onto what you're playing and you're just like a a DJ yeah um, but not a DJ hero no yeah, yeah. oh DJ hero I yeah. forgot about DJ hero did you ever play ever play it I never yet? played it I always wanted to and at least that has a has buttons on the yeah, peripheral. yeah, it, 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 it that's what it made me think of originally because you kind of see the different colored pads. Yeah, at this, you know, whatever she's standing in front of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it could be fun. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I but guess we'll see. It's more more rhythm games, you know. Yay! It's nice to have. Also, uh, do you use GOG sometimes? Uh, I have a couple games. I think I think I have the witness on it. I, I have like The Witcher on it, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't use it too much, but uh, they recently did a little change to the refund policy, which looks interesting. I didn't yeah. I didn't know they had one already like similar or whatever to that, but now it's like a 30-day. 30 days. And there's return. no like hard limit on yeah. it. I know Steam's limit is what, two hours, I think. It's like two hours of played time mm-hmm. and 72 hours since you purchased or something like that. Yeah. But this is, I mean, GOG is already DRM free as it is. Yeah. So it's not like, I mean, it, nobody is buying games on GOG to share them with other people. Yeah. I don't think anyone does that. No. I think you buy your games there because you respect that they respect you and they don't automatically assume that you're a fucking thief. Yeah. Which is nice. That is nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I should buy more of my games there. I don't know. Me too. I, I just, I've been, my Steam library is so old and has so much stuff in it that I, you kind I of stuck into of, that. Yeah, I'm like stuck with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have too like invested a, in the ecosystem. They have like a, the old Blade Runner game on there that I want, still want to pick up and on play GOG. Through. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought yeah, that was interesting. Cool. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure if people abuse it and they just like, you know, because, the people it's going to affect the most are like indie devs that have like short games and stuff like that. Like if your right. game's only 10 hours long, like is it fair that somebody bought it and then played it over the course of 29 days and then decided like, no, this game sucks. I don't want yeah. this anymore. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're going to 
it it seemed like they would individually ref, you know refuse refunds mm-hmm. for certain From cases stuff like that. I also see you put down a, a GameStop talking about their new concept stores. Yes, when I read that, I just thought it's just an interesting thing to be that transitioning qu- to, which is like something <sighs> turning GameStop into more of like a social setting. Which nobody wants to fucking hang out at GameStop. <laughs> nobody wants to hang out there. Like it's like these people have no fucking clue what people want out of GameStop. Yeah. Like nobody wants to spend time there. This isn't it. <laughs> Try something else. This is not it. And this is like happening only like a I guess I think it was Oklahoma or something, like very limited. GameStop's the perfect place out. to try this. <laughs> Oklahoma. That's the first place I think of when I think of like weird uh, land center. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Oklahoma has a lot of this. So, yeah, they're turning like their spaces into a place where you can go and play games mostly. Yeah, they got like PCs set up with like stuff on them. Yeah. And like you have to, I think it's like membership based. Yeah, I think it's your power up yeah. pro mm-hmm. membership or something right. gets you like. This yeah. isn't this isn't it. Let's try something else. Strange. But yeah, it, and these talks of like the whole like the GOG like refund stuff and it's the whole GameStop GameStop stuff made me think of a, our discussion um for this week which is referring to how we kind of buy our games and how we uh purchase them purchase, purchase them play either digitally or have a physical copy or what i'm interested to see how how you feel about that yeah you know i'm kind of all over the place i uh i would say i buy a majority of my games digitally now because i don't like keeping up with the actual discs or whatever the cartridge like for my switch cartridges like i don't know i'm i'm always worried that i'm gonna lose them or they're just so small and i um I take my I put my switch in a lot of different bags, so I don't really always have all my stuff together. Yeah. Right. And um it's just so much easier. Like this is gonna sound really lazy, but it's so much easier to just like hit the home button and switch to a different game instead of having to like get up, press the button, <laughs> like find the disc. Oh, it's not in like uh, yeah, I open my one case for control, like control's not in here, Red Dead's in here. Okay, yeah. well I go find Red Dead, I open that case, it's like Red Dead's not, or Control's not in there still. It's, and you just go down that rabbit hole forever of, mm-hmm. um, where the fuck did I put the thing? Yeah. And then you tell me, like, there was one time where you just couldn't find a disc. Yeah, once like, I, got, I, just I, I, I got to the last, like, the ninth step in the mystery of where Guitar Hero 3 was, and it was just empty. <laughs> the, like, the last box I found had nothing in it, so I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> like, <coughs> where do you, where, where do you go from there? Right. Uh, so yeah, you know, with digital, you don't even have to worry about that. It's just always there, always there, or it's not there ever yeah. because they take down the storefront and they don't let you download your game again. But and here's here's the mention for this episode. But like PT, we're not, you're not gonna. It's only downloaded, <sighs> and you can't download it anymore. Yeah, and I lost mine. Yeah. If we had demo discs and PT was on that, ooh, that'll be cool. Oh man, it'd be so cool if they put PT on a demo disc, yes. like a, like a retro like mm-hmm. limited release for it or they just put it on like a demo disc that'd be great pizza hut needs to team up with <laughs> <laughs> team up with um who, who owns the rights to pt uh, I don't know, 
Yeah, I guess Pizza Hut X Konami yeah. releases the <laughs> PT demo disc. Dude, if that happens, everybody has to send me $5. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone on the planet. Yes. Um, for me, I I pretty much only buy digitally, I think. only have like, maybe for my PlayStation 4, like two physical copies. Wow. How do you buy your games? Stop banging your head against the desk. <laughs> yeah, um, I only have like two physical copies for PlayStation 4, which is like Mortal Kombat and Red Dead Redemption. Nice. But why those games? What made you decide to buy those games physical? I think it was just, just more at, it was just the time when I, I think I traded in oh. things to GameStop and wow. just got those games. I, I think the only reason I ever buy anything physical is if it's really cheap on Amazon, like I bought the new yeah. Shadow of War or whatever the new, mm-hmm. whatever the newer Middle Earth game is. The definitive edition was on Amazon last night for $11. So I was like, sure. I'll buy this. Maybe I'll play it someday, yeah. but I'll probably never open it. I don't know. It, it, I'll, I'll buy them if they're really cheap physical. And then also if they have like a special thing with them, like a reversible cover or right. like, if it's like part I, of like, I, a I miss collector's... buying physical games. Cause I missed reading, like opening the manual, like looking through it and reading the story and the lore and stuff. Yeah. And you me, just don't get that anymore. Yeah, me too. I love having physical things like, I, I like movies, so I have like Criterion collection stuff where it's like very, very um, meticulously put together and like for this movie. And I wish there was something more like that with video games where, I mean, there's like the collector stuff, like I Am 8-Bit does certain things and whatnot. And um, we we're both have the Bioshock 2 collector's edition stuff, right. like stuff like that. I, I, I like really cool physical things yeah. to... Like have a, have. I have a signed copy of Binding of Isaac. Nice. Pretty cool thing to have. Yeah. Like, but why would I have a physical version of that game? Yeah. And it sucks because with video games now, like even if I do get a physical copy, I there's going to be like a ton of stuff to download too. Once you put it in, yeah, exactly, it's, like, it's not nearly as satisfying. It's just like slamming the cartridge in and exactly. being able to play to the play game. right then and there. It's, that's it's so funny because I had that thought uh, yeah. the other day. I got uh, I got the Catherine full body edition, a mm-hmm. physical version of it, and I put it in and thought, what does it even fucking matter? I'm just about to have to patch anyway. Exactly. And it just launched immediately. Oh, no patch. What? And I was like, oh my God, I can nice. play the game? <laughs> this is the first time this has ever happened to me. <laughs> ever. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just pointless. It's yeah. like, why even have the... Di- like? They're just sending you something that's not even complete anyway. It's plastic. There's always a day one patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how do you how do you see it? Like I, in the future, like do you? I mean, I feel like if if like GameStop's demise is any indication, like I feel like we're going all digital. Outside of like, I feel like eventually. It's it's only gonna be like I am eight bit and all these other people doing like it's boutique OG like, yeah exactly um, physical um, copies of stuff and like right like Undertale like physical stuff or right whatever and then also with you know we're getting closer to like a streaming future too with um, Xbox doing their thing and right. you know Stadia even though it's not great mm-hmm. but and it just seems like we're, we're, it just seems like we're getting away from physical media just in general right. 
you know, it's like the only people that really want physical stuff still are people that have really harsh data caps or live in a place where you don't have good internet. You know, like if Mm -hmm. you, you'd want at least as much of the work possible done for you. Like even though you're getting an unpatched product, at least most of it is on the disc to where you don't have to download, you know, all 50 gigs of it or whatever. It might only be 10 gigs or whatever you need to update. Yeah, this is a fun, it's a fun thing to talk about. It makes me sad, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a so, shame. Yeah, just like Physical things to hold. used to be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I like things to hold. I like having a tangible thing for the money I spend. Especially if like the amount of money you're spending is the same as having the physical copy right. of it. It yeah. seems kind of crazy that that is the case. You know, it's like yeah. 60 bucks. I can have a, phys- a physical yeah. thing. Or it can have nothing and just download it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the clutter of having like stuff. I already have so much stuff. Like, look at all that stuff. Just like adding on to more yeah, just and more. adding more shit. Just, I don't need it. Yeah. It's all, it's nice to have like just like, it's like, like a Steam library, just yeah, everything all in place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're just lazy. Honestly, yeah. that is a big part of it. I just don't want to have to go down there and go searching for the game or have to swap something out. Right. But man, it will stop me from playing a game. Like I'll think to myself, yesterday I thought I want to play Red Dead Redemption 2. And then I was like, "Oh wait, I bought the physical version." Eh, never mind. Maybe I'll play. And that's why I played Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to play more <laughs> Spider-Man. Like I don't want to get up. And plus if you like somehow like didn't have it downloaded like the red that physical copy of red dead redemption 2 like even though you had the disc you have to i still have two to discs. download it yeah. anyway oh my it's God. so yeah you're right yeah it's like it's done a ton of gigabytes so did you do that weird, thing with yeah. the new call of duty where every time it had to patch everybody had to redownload the entire game every single time no yeah Sounds something was something was wrong yeah, yeah i think they just fixed it or they're fixing it now. Mm-hmm. But this isn't about Call of Duty. It's about Gears of War. It's about Gears of War. Yeah. We talked about PT again. We did. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Every episode. All right. Well, let's go. Um, let's go play some more Dorito Dash. Yes. Wait. What is it called? Doritos Crash Course. Yeah, crash Doritos course. Crash Course. <laughs> I want to do a Dorito I, Dash. <laughs> I don't know why I think it's called that. Is there a fucking... There is... There has to be. Maybe not. I don't know. That's what you call it. Like when you're like really craving for some Doritos and you just want to... I got the Dorito dash. I have to go to the gas station. Um, but yeah. So right. that... Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll... Yeah. Sorry for the uh, long delay. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. absence. I was... I, would, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I'm still having trouble doing it. Mm-hmm. But... um. I guess we'll see each other in a couple weeks and talk more about video games and more Kentucky Route Zero talk. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of When We Got Older. If you'd like to send us any questions or game recommendations, you can reach us at agopodcast at gmail.com. That's A-W-G-O podcast at gmail.com. Or if you follow either of us on Instagram, you can send us questions there as well. Our intro and outro music is When We Got Older by Jim Guthrie. I'm Andrew Evans. I'm Kobe McGraw. Until next time.